0: So over the holidays, I had an opportunity to really do some uh, paring down and some cleaning up of my office uh, here at the house. And as I was going through some things here at the house, I came across something. I came across some things that really uh, was so special to me. Pastor Mian, good evening to you, sir. Uh, Came across uh, some programs of some services that I had uh, been privileged and blessed to participate in back in the early days of ministry. I mean, Back when I first started, which was, you know, back in the early 90s. Can you guys believe this November? uh, The Lord will bless me to see November. I will celebrate 30 years of preaching the gospel this year. And uh, I'm certainly thankful and grateful for that. Uh, But even as I was going through the paperwork and looking through some of the different programs, uh, some of the different services, I came across something that really caught my attention. And I'm wondering if any of you watching tonight remember the, the platform services that we used to have back in the day, back in the early 90s. Uh, we used to have various platform services. There was um, the four gospels where you had four preachers that would actually preach. Each preacher would preach from one of the four gospels. Um, trying to think of some of the others, Uh, there was the seven seals uh, from the book of Revelation, seven preachers, and each preacher would deal and open up the seal, quote unquote, open the seal. Uh, But one of the services that we used to do back in the day, and and I pray I'm not telling my age tonight, one of the services we used to do back in the day was a service called a seven-up service. You guys remember the seven up services from back in the day where you had seven preachers and they were given seven minutes to actually expound upon a word that ended up with the word up. Now, the one I remember growing up when I first started in ministry, the one I remember was based upon the book of Ephesians chapter five, um, beginning about verse 12, 13 through the end of the chapter. And I had to go back and pull the the little program and look it up to see the seven ups that we had for that service. The seven ups for us were wake up, straighten up, hurry up, wise up, fill up, cheer up, and then give up. And all of those were found within that context of Ephesians chapter five. And so as I was looking at that and I was, you know, really pondering and remembering Uh, Some of those services, particularly down in upstate South Carolina, uh, Fort Mill, Rock Hill, York, Chester, uh, Lowry's, those areas, you guys, uh, those of you who are from those areas know those areas well. Uh, They did them in those days as a means of being able to have some sort of financial, uh, shall we say, fundraising uh, for the church. So tonight, I really began to look at that and began to see about some of those seven ups. And as I looked at it, the Lord began to just deal with me and work with me and show me some things. And so tonight, I want to share with you guys, particularly young preachers, those of you just getting started in ministry and and really not just preachers, all of us in one way or another who are involved in ministry. I want to share with you tonight seven ups for ministry. Seven ups. I want to share seven ups for ministry and I want to share them with you. I want to talk about them. And then I want to just kind of give some words of encouragement and empowerment, uh, particularly to young preachers as we are engaging a new year. Uh, And at the same time, although we're engaging a new year, we are still trying to remain strong and creative in the midst of the pandemic. So let me offer these seven ups to us in ministry. I, I just want to offer this tonight as a source of encouragement. That's the title of tonight's talk. Seven ups for ministry. Here, here they are. Here they are in no particular order. I'll, I'll just give them to you as, as the Lord feeds them to my mind and my spirit. Number one, first and foremost, right off the top, the first one, pray anybody who's kind enough to drop them in the chat box I would certainly appreciate it number one the first up for ministry whether you are in preaching whether you are in praise and worship whether you are in music ministry missions ministry whatever area of ministry you are in number one prayer I I, I can't stress that too much you've got to understand we must understand the importance in ministry of prayer I there, there is nothing more important there. There is nothing more crucial there. There is nothing that we as preachers should not take any more lightly. Number one, we need to take prayer as a top essential of survival for ministry. I can tell you right now, a preacher who does not pray will be a preacher who is always in trouble. And I don't mean that in the, in the physical sense, I'm saying that in prayer, It allows you to hear from God and it allows you to talk to God. You've got to have that open line of communication with the Lord. If you're going to serve him, if you're going to serve in ministry, I want to encourage every preacher as particularly those of you that are starting out in ministry. Please let me encourage you. Now is the time to begin to develop prayer time on a consistent and daily basis. Every day, you need to make some prayer time. Every day, if it's first thing in the morning, you need to make some prayer time. Really, you shouldn't begin your day without prayer. But first and foremost, that's the most important thing. Number one, pray up. The Bible tells us that men ought to always pray. Let me say that again. Men ought to always pray and not faint. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna flip that passage just a little bit If men always pray, they don't have to worry about fainting. They don't have to worry about losing heart. That's what that word faint means, to lose heart, to lose hope, to give in, to give up. And I want to encourage us, particularly in preaching and in ministering and in serving God's people, have that open line of communication with God so that you can hear God's voice, you can receive godly instruction, and you can fulfill and follow out God's direction and demand for you. So the first up, number one, pray up, pray up. Here's number two, number two. Second up, I want to give you tonight, show up, show up. Now, when I talk about show up, here's what I'm talking about. And this is particularly for all of us in ministry. It's talking about being in the right place at the right time, ready to do the right assignment. When I say show up, I'm talking about being ready at all times. One, one of the things that I firmly believe in ministry, this is my belief, this is my belief. If you show up on time, you're late. <laughs> I want to say that again. If you show up on time, you are late. In other words, if, if service is to begin at 11 o'clock and you are just getting to church at 11 o'clock, you got to rush and scramble To pull yourself together to be ready to serve in ministry. No matter what area of ministry you're in, if you're in the preaching ministry, whether you are preaching or not for that service, you should arrive at least no less than 15 minutes before worship time. If you're on the praise team, if you are a musician, if if, if you are an usher right now, many of our churches are closed. We don't have ushers in place. But if you are serving as a doorkeeper in the house of God, if you are in leadership in the church, if you show up on time, you are late. So so show up, be accountable. Accountability simply says, I am where I am supposed to be. And if I'm not there, those that are in leadership know why I'm not there. 2021, I will tell you now, uh, particularly young preachers, Doors of opportunities will continue to be opened for you when you are properly accountable to the church, the ministry and the pastor to which God has placed you under. If 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 that pastor has to constantly look out for you and constantly have to call on you and constantly have to see where you are, you are not being accountable. and I want to encourage you. Let's let's strive to do that. In 2021, particularly in the midst of this pandemic, be accountable, be in place, be ready, even if your services are are virtual. I want to share this. And this is my opinion. I believe that ministers ought to be some of the first partakers. You ought to be some of the first ones that are online. You ought to f- be the, some of the first ones that are that are in Zoom on Facebook Live or whatever formats our churches are using right now you ought to be among the first ready to worship. If your church is open and worshiping in the sanctuary, accountability simply says, I'm in place, I'm on time, I am ready to serve. So the second up, after we pray up, we gotta show up, all right? Here's the third one, here's the third one. The third one that I wanna encourage you tonight is not only must we pray up and not only must we show up, But thirdly, stir up, stir up, S-T-I-R, stir up. There should be no surprise that when I talk about stirring up, I'm thinking about the words of Paul to Timothy. When, When Paul said to Timothy, Timothy, listen, when I remember the faith of your mother and I remember the faith of your grandmother, I am convinced, Timothy, that that faith is in you. And so since I know that that faith is in you, Timothy, I want to encourage you, stir up the gift of God that is in you that was made evident, Paul says to Timothy, when I laid my hands on you. When I say stir up tonight, I'm really encouraging us in ministry, be as original and creative as you most possibly can be. Stir up the gifts, stir up the abilities, stir up what God has placed in you. Now, oftentimes when I teach from this passage of scripture, I'm a country boy. I can't help but think about somebody preparing a pot of grits. Uh, uh, somebody, Somebody knows what I'm talking about. If you prepare a pot of grits and don't at some point in the process of preparation, stir those grits up, but sooner or later, you're going to have some hard, lumpy grits. And anybody who knows that when grits are, are hard and they aren't, are lumpy, when you get to the center, when you get to the core of that lump of grits, you are going to nine times out of ten find grits that have not properly been cooked. Can I tell you right now, young preacher, there is a gift in you. There is an anointing in you. There is an assignment in you. There is a calling in you and you've got to work that calling. Please let me say this and receive this truth in love. This is not the season for lackadaisical ministry. I know that's a big word, but let me break it down. This is not a season for us in ministry to be lazy. This is not a season for us in ministry to be more duplicators instead of innovators. This is a season for us in ministry to branch out and stir up what God has in us. Right now, young preachers, now more than ever, this is your season. Can I talk to preachers to enroll in some type of study Get involved in some type of study where you can learn how to develop your gifting and developing your craft. Right now, there are so many programs, and if you are in need of suggestions, I will be more than happy to provide several to you. But particularly those who are in the preaching ministry, who are desiring to pastor, this is the season. While many of us may not be preaching and traveling and going places, this is the time for us to get in seminary enroll in a Bible college, take some courses. And I'm gonna take this a step further because I don't wanna just limit it to Bible college and and, and seminary. This is a good time to even enroll in community colleges and take some business courses. Take take some courses that are gonna help you learn, watch this, not just the ministry side of church, but will also help you hone your skills in the administrative side of church. So you can't go into this mindset of pastoring and thinking that the only thing to pastoring is preaching. There is an administrative side. You need to know how to develop a budget. Lord have mercy. You need to know how to develop business administration. You need to learn some of the laws of the land pertaining to churches or quote unquote nonprofit organizations And work those things so that you will be able to be properly prepared and strengthened to serve some portion of God's people. It saddens me so much when I see so many young preachers who are so excited and they have such a zeal to pastor and to lead. But you are missing the business or the administrative side of church. You know, you got to be able to properly administrate. You got to know how to handle finances. You got to know how to be able to work with people of different personalities. This is the time for you to stir up the gift. This is the time for you to begin to develop your skills. This is the time for you to, to begin to develop not only your preaching anointing, not only your ministry anointing, but you got to be able to deal with that side of business, administration. You need to take some, some time to learn some church operations. It's one of the reasons why I have constantly stayed and continued to encourage young preachers to see the importance of getting in a place where you can be teachable. You can be trainable. And I'm going to take this a step further And please understand when I say this tonight, preachers, that simply means that you're going to have to change your schedule and adjust your time to be in a place where you can be trained. So I want to encourage you, develop your skills, develop your personality skills, develop your people skills, spend some time in the book, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. If, if, if you can go to school, go to school. If you can't take but one class at a time, take one class at a time, but stir up, cultivate your gift. It's, 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 it's not good. Let me say it this way. It's not good to desire to serve and lead a large congregation and you are struggling just to keep your house together. Now, there's proof of that in scripture. Don't get mad at me and log off. There's proof of that in scripture. The book says, the Bible says, that if a man cannot administer or take care of his own house, he will not be able to handle the house of God. So it is so important that you develop those giftings. Develop them, go strong, go to school, get get some learning, get some training. By all means, it will help you out in the long run. So we've talked about being prayed up. We, we've talked about showing up. We've talked about stirring up. Here's number four. Number four, stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Talked about praying up. Talked about showing up. Praying up simply means we're going to make prayer our proper priority. It should be top priority in our lives. We're talking about showing up. We're going to be accountable. We're going to be where we need to be at the time we need to be ready to do what needs to be done. We're going to stir up, which simply means we're going to spend time cultivating and nurturing the gifts, the talents, and the abilities God has given us. Number four, stand up. What do you mean when you say stand up, Pastor? When I talk about standing up, that simply means that when I stand up, standing up is a sign of representation and recognition. Stand up, stand up. When I think about stand up, I think about two particular passages of scripture. The first one is where Paul told the Corinthian church that we are ambassadors for Christ. We represent Christ we represent, we are a representation of Christ. May I be so bold to encourage us as preachers of the gospel to make sure that we represent properly. And when I talk about representation, I'm talking about uh, how we carry ourselves. I'm talking about how we interact with people. I'm talking about our appearance. I'm talking about God help me say it. Please don't get upset. I'm even talking about our personal and professional appearance and hygiene. When I talk about standing up and representing, I'm talking about making sure that when you speak, you've got something to say. In other words, when people see you, they know who you represent. Here's a prime example. Here's a prime example. If you go to Target, you already know an employee of Target when you see them. Why? Most times an employee of Target is wearing a red shirt with a bullseye sign on the front. When you go to Starbucks, you know an employee of Starbucks when you see them. Why? Most times they're wearing a green vest with the Starbucks logo on them. Hmm. So now what, well, Pastor, how is it that we are able to stand up and represent as, as people of God, as ministers and preachers of the gospel? Well, that's good. That's a great question. And Paul answers that question by simply telling us that in all of us, there should be some fruit. There should be some produce of the spirit that lives in us, but the fruits of the spirit are love, joy, peace long-suffering meekness gentleness temperance goodness and faith against such the Bible says there is no law there is nothing that limits how much of those can be seen so I want to encourage us in ministry that when we stand up let's represent properly carry yourselves properly carry yourselves properly that simply means for for us in ministry, We're going to have to even watch the company we keep. It means that when we are around people, we got to remember who we are. You know, am I saying that we can't have fun? Am I saying that we can't uh, be joyful and playful? No. But remember what Ecclesiastes 3 tells us. Ecclesiastes 3 tells us that there is a time and a season to everything under the sun. And sometimes we can misrepresent who we are because we are operating in the wrong time or season, if that's making sense. So I want us to make sure that we are representing ourselves. Let's carry ourselves. Watch watch what you do. And I, and I really want to say this particularly to, to preachers who are single. And by single, I mean those of you who are not married or just beginning to get in relationships, or as my grandparents used to say, you're courting somebody, represent, represent, represent properly. Let's let's make sure we do that. Even, Even in our interaction with one another, let's make sure that we properly represent. Remember who we are. We are ambassadors for the Lord Jesus Christ. We represent Christ. You don't want to do, say, or act in a way that will damage or hurt your influence as a preacher of the gospel. Because I can tell you, I've seen many a great preacher with a great preaching ability and an awesome preaching gift. But if I can say it this way, if you are not living a life that aligns with what you're preaching, you may as well know right now that there are some people in the pew that God has gifted with the ability of discernment. And because he has gifted them with the gift of discernment, they can read straight through you powerful preacher, but they know you not living right. And some of them see us out and about. It's all in how we carry ourselves. I am gonna say this. This is my last note on this, particularly to young preachers. It doesn't mean that we got to be pompous. It doesn't mean we've got to be pious. It doesn't mean we've got to be arrogant. It doesn't mean that we got to carry ourselves with this air that, you know, I'm a preacher. You better respect me. No, if you properly represent yourself, people will recognize and respect you for who you are. I'll say this comically, even with a mask on. people know who you are by the way you carry yourself. So want to make sure that we do that. Let's make sure that we're doing that, that we are standing up, that we are representing, which brings me to number five. What is my fifth of the seven ups for ministry tonight? We've talked about praying up. We've talked about showing up. We've talked about stirring up. We've talked about standing up. Number five, the fifth up tonight, stay up, stay up. When I was preparing this for us tonight, the first passage of scripture that came across to my mind was a passage of scripture that says, there is a way that seemeth right to a man, but the ends thereof are the ways of death, which simply said that it might look right it might sound right it might seem right it might even feel right but it's not right for you that that was that was the first that was the first passage the other passage that came to my mind was the passage where the bible tells us to be sober be vigilant be be listen stay alert stay aware what that your adversary the enemy the devil roareth about as a lion seeking whom he may devour. It's only your faith that gives you strength to resist him. What am I saying tonight? Here's what I'm saying to us. In 2021, now more than ever, I want to encourage those of us in ministry to stay, aware, stay alert, stay up, stay awake. Always be aware of what's going on. Always stay in tune with ministry. Stay up to date. No, Nobody, if you are a part of a church, particularly preachers, if you are a minister or an associate minister of the church, no pastor, no ministry leader should have to hunt you down and remind you of things. You should be so in alignment with the vision of the church and the vision of the leader that you keep yourself informed that you are looking out and you are very much aware of what's happening in ministry. Stay up, stay informed. As a matter of fact, let me offer this word of encouragement, particularly to ministers who are under the leadership of a pastor. I wanna challenge you to do something, particularly in the midst of this pandemic. At least once a week, reach out to your pastor, whether it be a phone call, a text message, what have you, reach out to your pastor. And number one, make sure your pastor's okay. May I be honest, and I got some pastors on here tonight that I pray we'll see where I'm coming from. Sometimes this load gets heavy. And when this load gets heavy, sometimes because we are in such demand and being pulled in so many different directions, we really often don't have time to search out. We're looking for people who can see and are ready at a moment's notice. I wanna encourage you, young preachers, those of you that are just getting started, those of you under the leadership of a pastor, at least once a week, contact your pastor. If you're watching me tonight or listening to this podcast and you are in church leadership, depending upon your denomination, a deacon, a trustee, a steward, whatever position you hold within your church, if you are in leadership, Take some time to check on your pastor, because truth be told, the the load of this assignment can get heavy. And sometimes we just need to know somebody's there. You would be surprised at how that will help, pastor. If there's anything I can do to help you, please let me know. Now let me say this to you comically, but honestly, when you say that, please mean it. <laughs> because the truth be told there are many of us pastors that when you say that we're going to hold you to that so stay up stay abreast stay alert stay aware of what's going on if 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 if, if something is happening within your church you need to know about it You need to know about it. In this day of creative getting the word out, we've had to rely on robocalls. We've had to rely on social media. We've had to rely even on word of mouth. You ought to be in position ready to help go and get the vision out and communicate it to others. But if we as pastors have got to keep looking for you, then you're not stayed up. (laughs) As a matter of fact, we just talked about it. You haven't even shown up yet. So, so I want to encourage you stay, be alert, be sober, be vigilant, always be aware that the enemy is after you. The enemy is after the church. The enemy understands that if he can attack the pastor, God help me say this tonight. If the enemy can distract the pastor and take the pastor off assignment and get the pastor away from his calling, guess what? The enemy understands that if I can attack the head, then guess what? the body becomes open prey. So I want to encourage you, cover your, this is what staying up means. Cover your leaders in prayer. Cover your church in prayer. Stay in the know of what's going on. Number six, number six, we've talked about praying up. We've talked about showing up. We've talked about stirring up. We've talked about standing up. We've talked about staying up. Number six, Open up. Open up. What 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 does that mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? When I talk about opening up, I'm talking about one thing in particular. I'm talking about opening up our hearts, our minds, our ears, our spirits to not only hear the voice of God, but to be willing to obey God's voice. See, see, so many times, and and please don't take this wrong, but hear it from my heart. So many times we struggle with hearing from God because hearing from God is often clouded by our own agendas, our own plans. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Nobody will give me, please don't take this wrong, but let me help you. You know, nobody will give me a chance to preach and pastor. So I'm going to go start a church. Let me help you out right now. Make sure that is of God. Please make sure that is of God. Everything that we do in ministry, we've got to be able to open up so that we can hear God's voice. That we can know God's plan. That's why prayer is so essential for us in ministry. This is the reason why prayer is so essential. Because in prayer, not only will you be able to talk to God you will put your heart, mind, and spirit in a position where God can talk back to you. And sad but true, I've told the church I pastor, I firmly believe that 2020 was a year that put us in a position where we had to hear from God. Why? Everything else was shut down. So now more than ever, I need you to open up your hearts, open up your eyes, open up your ears, Now more than ever is a season. Let me say this because I hear the Lord in my spirit. This is a season now more than ever for us in ministry to heal and be healed. We got to heal from some hurts. We got to heal from some disappointments. This is a time of self-examination. We got to open up so we can take a long look at the man in the mirror. Open up, open up the book, open up the word of God and receive instruction. This is our time for study. This is our time. This is our time for us to really seek the Lord. I'm going to say this tonight. Open up so that you can hear God and not allow yourself to do what you want. God help me say this because you see somebody else doing it and you see the success that somebody else has. Please understand what works for one will not work for everybody why our assignments are different our assignments are different our callings are different what god has given to us we've got to flow in that and you can't flow in that if you are not in a position where you are open to receive what god has for you here's a way to do it here's how you open up here's how you open up and i'm i'm, I'm close i'm got one more and i'm done here's how you open up in Psalm 51, after David had sinned and had realized he had sinned and had come short and had messed up by sleeping with Bathsheba and killing Uriah and all of the things that he had done, he got in Psalm 51 and he said, In Psalm 51, create in me a clean heart, O God, renew a right spirit in me, cast me not away from your presence. Don't take your spirit from me. Restore unto me. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The joy (laughs) of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. And he says in Psalm 51 that God, if you will do that, then I'll teach transgressors your ways and sinners will be converted to you. But watch this. This is where the doors come open because before he could ask God to restore unto him the joy of the salvation, uphold him with his free spirit and creating him a clean heart and renew a right spirit and all of those things. In the opening verses, he cries out, have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies, blot out my transgressions, wash me thoroughly. Read it. It's there and cleanse me from all of my iniquity. For I acknowledge, here's where opening up begins. I acknowledge my transgressions and my sins are ever before you. I realize when I start opening up that it's against you and you alone that I have sinned. You and you alone, God, have I messed up. So now since I realize I've messed up, help me get this right so I can help somebody else get to know you. That's a true essence of opening up for us in ministry. We gotta open up to a point that we can see ourselves so we can help others see themselves. So we've talked about praying up, talked about showing up. We've talked about uh, stirring up. We've talked about staying up. We've talked about standing up. We've talked about opening up. Here is the seventh and final up for tonight. Seventh and finally, faith up. Faith up. F-A-I-T-H, faith up. Hebrews 11 and one tells us that the faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It gets to verse six and it says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse seven is the first that first came to my mind as I prepared this. Remember this now, hold on to this. If you're going to faith up, we must walk by Faith. And not by sight. Now deductive reasoning gives me to know that if I can't walk by my sight, that simply means that I got to depend on someone or something else to get me where I need to get. The opposite of sight is blind. And if you are blind, that simply means someone preached this not too long ago at St. James Church. Minister Shauna Battle was the one. She preached it not too long ago at St. James Church that one who is blind Is one who is void of sight and light. So you've got to depend on something or someone to be there to help you get some direction to get to where you're going. And may I say this to young preachers it's going to be your faith that's going to open major doors of opportunity. It's going to be faith that's going to open major opportunities for you to share in ministry. It's going to be faith that's going to allow you to exercise your gifting in places and on platforms that you know you never could have gotten to. You know, oftentimes I'm asked, how did you do this? How did you get there? How did you get this done? Let me tell you, I can't take credit. God did it. God did it. But I had to exercise enough faith to simply say, okay, God, all I got is you now. Because if I try to do this my way, I'm gonna mess up. Young preacher, if you can't preach by faith and live by faith and serve by faith, ministry will be short-lived because after a while, you will think that you will be so caught up in your presentation. Let me let you know on a little secret. Here's reality. If you watch a movie too many times, after a while, it's going to get old. It's going to become boring. There are certain parts that you will overlook and you'll just keep on moving. Why? I've seen it so many times. I know what's going to happen next. But when you start operating in faith and allow God to take you deeper and open up things to you and show you treasure in scripture and show you opportunities for ministry where you can step out of the comfort boat and stretch your faith. See, see, one of the things that we think about, and this is my closing moment tonight. When I think about faithing up, I can't help but think about Peter. remember that night when they were on the boat, He and the disciples were out sailing on the boat and and a storm raged, and all of them were fearful. You know we often talk about this, all of them were fearful, all of them were scared, and Jesus walks up. Jesus appears. And everybody's frightened because the boat's rocking and the wind is blowing, the storm's coming. And we see this, this this ghostly looking figure coming our way. And Jesus says to them, it is I, be not afraid. Have you ever noticed, we often talk about Peter sinking, but you got to look at the boldness and the faith of Peter. Peter says to Jesus, Lord, if that's you, bid me to come out of this comfort zone and step out there with you lord move me from the possible to the impossible lord move me from the practical to the impractical please somebody catch the revelation tonight because tonight i want to encourage somebody in the spirit that this is your season now more than ever to get in position to move from comfort move from the practical move from the norm god help me say this tonight Move from duplication to innovation. Move from copying to originating. Move from plagiarism or plagiarizing to properly preparation. How do I do it? How do I do it? Peter says to Jesus, Lord, if it's you, bid me to come on the water with you. And Jesus said one word, come. Bible says that Peter had enough boldness. God Almighty, I'm helping somebody because somebody's been looking at this passage of scripture. Peter had enough boldness to get up when the other disciples were too scared to move. Peter had enough strength to step out of the boat when the other disciples were looking at him saying, this dude is crazy. How in the world are you going to step out on water and not drown? You're scared sitting up in here with us. Now you're going to step out there? Peter, Peter had the strength to step out and begin to walk on the water. And we we preach this so much. He was fine as long as he kept his eyes on Jesus. The Bible says that when he got caught up in the wind blowing, when he got caught up in the storm that was going on around him and not in the one who covered him enough to say come, The Bible says he began to sink young preacher. Those of us in ministry, I challenge us tonight, no matter how boisterous or how rough the wind is, faith up, no matter how difficult it looks, faith up, no matter how hard it may seem, faith up, no matter how much you think you don't have the sources or the resources to do what God has placed in your heart and your mind to do? Faith up. Faith up. Walk by faith, not by sight. You want to go to school? Faith up. You, you want to you study and prepare yourself? Faith up. That's, that's all I got for you tonight. That's all I got. Seven ups for ministry. Here are the seven ups again. Number one, pray up. Number two, show up. Number three, stir up. Number four, stand up. Number five, stay up. Number six, open up. And number seven, faith up.